Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and this is Education with an Edge, the podcast that is dedicated to youth and all things children and youth related because they are our future and we truly know that that is what matters. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, that's what Education with an Edge is all about, inspiring and encouraging people of all ages to be the best that they can be. Better H-E-L-P will assess your needs and help you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. This service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule a weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. Visit BetterHelp, that's betterhelp.com slash E-W-A-N to join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, that's Better, H-E-L-P, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Education with an Edge, get 10% off with your first month at BetterHelp.com, that's Better, H-E-L-P.com, slash E-W-A-N. I'm so very honored and grateful to have my wonderful friend, Terry, here today. Thank you so very much. Um, She is a survivor, first of all. She's a heart um, patient from birth. She is an entrepreneur and a businesswoman that is empowering and encouraging people with her business, Ideal Health. And she is a former Mrs. Nebraska 1988, and I'm so very honored and grateful to have you here, Terry. You've made such an impact on my life, and so I can't wait for you to just talk to our viewers about your story and about your journey. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Um, so just off the cuff, tell us a little bit about yourself and and your childhood. Okay. Well, I grew up in western Nebraska. We moved to Nebraska when I was five. And I'm the oldest of three girls. Um, My father was an entrepreneur. My mother was uh, a housewife for a while until she got into the family business. Um, I had a kind of a magical childhood. I mean, you know, it wasn't, I, I was a heart patient from birth. So we had those things to deal with as I was growing up. But my parents didn't make it a big deal, you know. So I really didn't know there was anything abnormal about myself or anything like that. But um, I, I grew up in North Platte, and that, that was a good little community to grow up in. 
Um, very small town. You couldn't step out of line because everybody knew knew <laughs> what you were doing. Yes, and would tell and would parents. call absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I just I was involved in a lot of things uh, through my church, through my school. Uh, I I just had a pretty great childhood. I love that. And yeah. so, you touched on a little bit the the. I know that you're so very passionate about heart health and being healthy. And we're going to get into that later. But um, what was the procedure that you had and how old were you when that happened? Well, I was born with an atrial septal defect. And what that really is in in very um, uh, elementary terms, it's a hole as big as a 50 cent piece by the uh, valve of my heart. And back in the day, uh, it was considered very risky. You didn't go in and out of the hospital like you do today. I was in the hospital two and a half weeks at UNMC up here in Omaha. And uh, the doctors went in and sewed the hole up, and I got a clean bill of health. Oh, my gosh. That's like truly, she's truly a miracle. You're a miracle to all of us, but you're a miracle baby. Thank that's, you. That's wonderful. Um, so since this is a podcast that's dedicated to youth and honestly, Terry, I can't think of anyone and just in my personal experience with you who better to speak about this because you're such a mentor to so many women and we're going to talk about that and you're such an inspiration and you're such an encourager truly, um, to so many women, but who was a mentor that you had as a child and how did they impact your life? Well, I was blessed to have all four of my grandparents in my life, and so um, my my um, paternal grandparents were farmers, very hard workers. Um, my grandmother would go out and help in the fields, and then she'd come home and cook for the hired men, and, you know, she, she was a hard worker. They both were hard workers. Um, my uh, maternal grandparents... Uh, lived in Yankton, South Dakota, and I would go spend summers with them, and I was very close to all four of them. They were very different um, as grandparents, but impacted me, you know, immensely um, in my formative years. Well, and that so shows true because you are such a hard worker in in everything that you do. You go above and beyond. But I think that that's such a blessing when you're able to have both sets of grandparents. And that's such a rarity, too, for people. You can learn so much from um, older generations that can teach you. So that's beautiful. Um, What did you want to be? What did little Terry want to be when she grew up? Well, I wanted to be a nurse because I when I that. went and had my open heart surgery, I saw how the nurses cared for their oh. patients and just the, you know, the caring aspect of it. However, I didn't realize that I was very squeamish and needles and blood would make me pass out. So I had to go to plan B. Um, I knew growing up that, I mean, I have four Ps in my life and I knew I had a God-given purpose of helping people and I wasn't certain what aspect that would lead me to, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. So um, throughout my work history, I've been able to um, empower youth by, I had a youth entrepreneurship camp and I worked for a company out of Chambly, Georgia for a few years. And we had a camp for at-risk youth where they started their own businesses and actually competed for dollars uh, 
to start their businesses. So that was one aspect that I loved. Um, I also was an educational career consultant for, back then it was called Lincoln School of Commerce, where I went into all the high schools and spoke to the seniors about senioritis, dressing for success, budgeting, things that you don't get in a typical classroom, um, and just, you know, overcoming life situations. Adversity, 100%. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and then I was a nationwide management consultant in the chiropractic field. And I've been a chiropractic patient since I was 10 because, and chiropractic wasn't, you know, very mainstream back then. But uh, um, I when I had open heart surgery, they went around the right side of me. And so they broke a rib. And so when my back would go out. It was to the point I couldn't breathe because my ribs would go out. So I was I was passionate about chiropractic, and I was a nationwide chiropractic um, consultant, and traveled to Philly, Los Angeles, and Chicago, teaching people how to set up their businesses and run the business side of a chiropractic clinic. Sure. Because the doctors go to school to learn that side of it, but they don't learn the aspects of how to run a business. So that's where I came into the picture. I love that. And that's so interesting. And I, that's honestly what's so important to me about this podcast is that you had such obviously an illustrious career, but you've done such a myriad of different things. And there's, I mean, in that capacity, a lot of, a lot of kids might say, well, I don't really want to be a chiropractor, but who, but they will acknowledge and know that you can you know, help someone set up their chiropractic business. Right. There's so many different facets that um, I just think that young people aren't aware of. So um, how very, very, very interesting. Thank you. Um, and you are right now, speaking of, you know, helping people and encouraging people, you have a wonderful business and um, we would love to hear about that. So Ideal Health, how did it get started and, and tell us about it? So um, I'm six feet tall, and I can carry weight a little bit better than probably somebody who's a little bit shorter. But um, in 2007, I had a lot of stress going on. Um, I'm going to back up to 2006. 2006, my second grandson was born, and he had a hole in his heart and was life flighted to children's. And two weeks later, my, uh, my uh, father-in-law went out to mow the lawn, and he died of a heart attack out on the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had stress going on. I had things going on in my, in my life, in our family. And in 2007, I was diagnosed with atrial fib where they had to shock my heart back into rhythm. And that is a situation I never, ever want to repeat. Um, so of course my, uh, cardiologist and, and my doctors were like, you know, just, you need to get a little bit of weight off so that you're healthy and you're not stressing your heart out. And I had seen my sister-in-law at a family event, actually it was an Easter event, and she looked phenomenal. And I said, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to do it. I need to lose the weight. And so she um, introduced me to Ideal Protein, which is a protocol out of France that was started over 30 years ago. And I looked into it uh, in Lincoln, uh, found a chiropractor um, who, who did the protocol, uh, did the protocol, lost 65 pounds in six months and stayed, stayed on it, um, did not cheat once. And then I was so passionate that, you know, you know, like I said, you have a purpose. Yes. 100%. And I was so passionate about it. I felt so good about myself and, and I could see the changes within myself, not just the physical changes, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And I went to the chiropractor and I said, I need to run this program for you. And he was like, whoa, uh, 
I, I have to think about this because, you know, he just, I caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it goes, things happen for a reason. And I had just been ripped from my position at the university and he had just let his front desk chiropractic assistant go. And so he thought about it, prayed about it and hired me. And I ran his uh, protocol for six years till I went out on my own and started my own business. That is awesome. Yes. That is such an awesome story. Um, And so inspiring and encouraging because you said something so important that I think we are so fixated on our outward appearance sometimes and we don't take time to appreciate, you know, it really is almost addictive once you feel, you start to feel so good on the inside and so healthy and, and you're the perfect person to promote that to other people that might be going through the same thing. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. and we are going to, well, we're going to, I want to include, because you've, you've done and you've been in, I mean, a part of so many phenomenal organizations, but one of the, um, and the organization which I had the honor and pleasure of meeting you through is that you are very instrumental and very active in the Mrs. Uh, Nebraska America organization. And you take such great care of the sisterhood and just uh, really, I mean, really, you you really truly do. Um, I mean, you are the Miss Nebraska for America and Mrs. Nebraskan um, historian. And so we're so very happy about that because it's such a beautiful history and legacy. But I want to talk about when you were crowned as Mrs. Nebraska in 1988. Okay, well, so I'm from (laughs) North Platte. um, Never had entered a pageant in my life, but every little girl dreams of it, as you know. But I uh, got married at 19, so I felt all those dreams were gone. Did not even know there was a Mrs. Nebraska or America pageant. Um, Was working with the Miss Nebraska board uh, in 87, and at the pageant in 87, Jan Wilcoxon, who was the director of the Mrs. Nebraska pageant at the time, uh, had come out to North Platte, and she saw me, and came up to me and said, are you married? And I thought, okay, that's kind of a weird <laughs> question, but sure, yes, I am. And she said, you need to run for Mrs. Nebraska. And I said, you don't even know me. I am clumsy. I cannot walk and chew gum. You've got to be kidding. She goes, no, I'm, I am serious. You need to run. So I thought about it. Um, my parents are very, uh, they were very conservative people. So entering a pageant was something that I knew if I told them, it wasn't going to go over well. So I told my husband and he supported me. And the thing is, um, uh, I had some situations that had happened. I had made the decision, yes, I was going to do this. But my dad had a business. He had a bank in North Platte that got uh, FDIC came in and shut it down. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I got into a car accident where I went in through the windshield, through the windshield of my car with my daughters. Oh my and so um, Jan called me and she said, well, I guess you probably won't be running. And I said, that is the only thing that is keeping me going right now because I had lost my job. I had worked for my dad. Mm-hmm. I was rehabbing. Yes. Um, you know, and you always need something to give you a drive yes. and to give you purpose. And so um, I didn't have the money because I didn't have the job, you know, anymore. And I went around North Platte and I said, okay, I'm running for Mrs. Nebraska, but you can't tell my parents because they will not approve of this. <laughs> I love and everybody's like, okay, okay. And I came to the state pageant uh, in April of 88 and had 70 state sponsors that sponsored everything, paid for everything. 
and won the title on my first try. That is awesome. That is a beautiful story because we talk about, you know, having adversity in your life and how oftentimes I always say this, that young people see the finished product, or I'm sure that your beautiful grandchildren see the finished product. And it's like, oh, you know, and it's like, but you really had to work to get there. And it wasn't always uphill you know it wasn't always it wasn't I say handed the peaks to me. and right oh, it wasn't yeah. handed to you and it wasn't and there was there was adversity that you had to do to get there so I'm always concerned when young people you know have problems or obstacles in their life I think it's so important to hear how other people have overcome situations or or attained a goal that they really wanted right you know? well if it would have been easy and straightforward and I would have had the money and I wouldn't have had the the physical therapy you know I don't think it would have been as sweet yes to get the crown as, as when I did, but it, you know, you've got to go through in order to grow, you've got to go through situations like that. You've got to, you know, there, there's a reason why things happen and to question or say, I, I will never be able to achieve that um, because this or this or this is in my way. It, it's like, it, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. You will find a way, Yes. you know, and that's what I had to do. I had to navigate around all those roadblocks so that I could, because I was passionate because I had friends in North Platte. They're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're even doing this. Why are you even considering this? You know, and, and people that tried to talk me out of it. And it's like, no, you're not going to talk me out of (laughs) this. I am going to do this. Right. But how many of us, I mean, for you, it was, it was the pageant and, but for someone else, it could be a dream and, and, you know, how often have, have we allowed people to, you know, really be negative voices in our lives and maybe they don't mean to be, maybe they have the best of intentions, but you really touched on something. I mean, you had a, I can do this attitude and just set your mind to it, which yes. is so important. You have to have that can do it grit mentality, you um, do. to get, you know, to, this is my dream. This is what I want. This is my goal. This is what I want. And this is how I'm going to do it. And right. I'm not going to let someone, anyone stand in my way, not in, you know, not to be negative, but yeah, I'm not, I, this is, this is something that's important to me. Right. Yeah. Right. And the same is true with owning a business and being a business owner. I never thought I would be a business owner and be out on my own, but my dad was an entrepreneur. He started his own business. He had to drop out of college after his first year and go help my grandfather on the family farm because my grandfather was sick. And he um, started, chartered a, a bank and then chartered three more with his brother without the education. And I know people say that you know, that book education is so important, but on the job training and just, I mean, he's, he was the type of person and he's been gone four years. It'll be five in August, but he was the type of person that he also had that vision. Sure. Didn't know how he was going to get there, but knew what he wanted and made it happen. And, and he was the type of person that, um, I would say he had the Midas touch. He would buy junk stuff or he would look at a situation and people would laugh and say, you know, why are you doing that is ridiculous and turn it into a gold mine. And that's awesome. And I I feel like I have some of that same spirit or that same drive. I'm very driven that my dad had. And for me to go out and start my own business, not knowing anything about running a business or being a health coach and not only one, but now I have two because I opened another clinic in my hometown last summer. So no, and that's an that is such an impactful story for many young people because another thing is too, it's sometimes very 
scary to step out on your own with no safety net, right? right. Um, and I hear that a lot, you know, well, I would love to do this, but, you know, and um, the advice and, and obviously the mentorship that your, that your father provided you, but also, and, and I, I will say this as well, being a woman and owning a business is very different even today. And we've come such a long way, but um, it, it, it just is. And sometimes when, you know, you have to step out in your faith and the talents that the God-given talents that you have and say yeah. that we're going to make this work, right. you know, like right. this is going to work. Right. So, um, no, that's, that's so amazing, but it's also so important for so many people to hear because I know that there's someone out there that's probably has a dream or has a goal, but is afraid to, to step out there. Right. And that's as a, as a health coach or as a clinic owner, this is what my message to any of my clients, because they're like, I cannot lose weight or I, I cannot get to this, you know, this ideal weight that I want to get to, or I have all these health problems and this and that. And I said, you are giving me excuses. Yes. If you want to do this, you can make it happen. Yes. And I will be here every step of the way. And that's the difference um, of the ideal protein protocol as opposed to doing like maybe something online or Weight Watchers. And I, and I, I, I don't mean to diminish any of them no, because yeah. everybody has to find the protocol that fits them. Sure. But that's kind of what sets us apart because we, when you hire us uh, as a health coach, we're there for life. We're your life coach as long as you want us. And it's not just losing the weight. It's long after the weight is gone because there's emotional, mental, and physical. It's, we're a triangle and it all intertwines. And when you're off in one area, it, it throws everything off. So, and I think that that is so what I love about, um, your business ideal health is because that's just something that I think we're just now, on the brink of discovering where it was so fixated, especially in health and wellness on, you know, the next thing and the next diet and this, this, that, and the other. And it truly has to be a lifestyle, but it's so mental and emotional too. It is. Um, you know, and, and the way that you feel about, I mean, there have certainly been times in all of our lives, I'm sure where it's like when you feel like one cog is missing and it throws everything off, you well, know? It is. I mean, just think about a typical day. You haven't maybe slept well at night, you know, yes. sleep is so important and you wake up and you're feeling achy and you go to your closet and you put an outfit on and you don't feel good about it and you feel like you look ugly or whatever the yes. situation is. And that just spirals your whole mentality of how your day's going to go um, with, you know, it, it, it all affects each other yes. very much. Yes. So. It's all, it's all connected. And mm-hmm. I love about your company that you say that we're with you for life because, um, we do need that community. That is so very important. And we need someone that's there that's cheering for us to say, you know what, this is going to be hard, but you can do it, yes. you know? Um, so that's wonderful. Um, I know that you are involved in, and have been involved in so many, so been such a huge part of your community and not just your community throughout the state of Nebraska. Um, but what are some of your favorite involvements or some of the things that you're most proud of in terms of, uh, you know, your community or your state of Nebraska? Can you just tell us a little bit about a few of those? Well, anytime I'm able to give back uh, to a charity, Uh, whether it's the American Cancer Society because my mother had breast cancer or if it's the American Heart Association because I'm a heart survivor and I have a grandson. Um, 
who's a heart survivor. Um, I also have a very strong connection to you because youth, they tug at my heartstrings. And anytime I can impact youth and make a difference, um, I I think of a story that I was presenting to a a small school um, up in northern Nebraska. And I was telling about my story a little bit about how my parents were not supporting me for my quest for Mrs. Nebraska, but I went ahead and did it anyway. And they were, you know, against certain things that I did, but I stayed true to myself and did it. And a young lady got up and was crying and left the room. And the teacher came up to me after the class and said, you know, she's going through a hard time with her parents right now. And she's real, that hit her like a ton of bricks. And thank you so much for sharing your story because that is exactly what she needed. And who knows, who knows, you know, what we're doing, um, a small thing or, or a large thing, um, to impact kids. Oh, 100%. And I think that the only way that we, you know, can reach, can reach kids is that I wish that I would have had, I wish that I would have had a show like this when I was growing up. And then I could listen to someone like you that said, I'm fine. And I came out on the other side Were there some difficult choices that I had to make. Yes. You know, did I do everything? You know, um, I, I had to be true to myself, you know, before anything else. And I think that, um, more now more than ever, children need to hear that. You well, need do. to hear that. And, and when you see a person, you see where they're at today. You don't see their journey. Um, I was gangly. I was awkward. I had big ears. I had knobby knees. And I was bullied a lot. And in high school, in junior high, I was, you know, but I was squirrely. And I didn't care because I had a best friend. And we, we didn't care. You right. know, we went, we didn't care. But, you know, you, you look at me now and you think, well, she's kind of put together. She's kind of got it all together. But my journey didn't always look like this. Right. So, and and thank you for sharing that because I think once again, it's like the finished portrait as opposed to, you know, the canvas that, um, has been being created. And so that's so important. Um, which brings me to my next point. So if you were to offer one piece of advice to a young person today that's struggling, what would it be? I would say, um, well, my faith is what got me through everything. So I think faith is really, really important because when other people weren't there for me, uh, friends or family, um, I I knew God was. I, I, you know, I had a very strong faith um, to come out of an open heart surgery uh, at the age of 10. And I I, I don't know, it it just was very life changing for me. Um, So stay true to who you are. Find people who are mentors. My dad was a mentor. I had a boss. I worked at A and W in North Platte. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And they were great mentors. Of yeah. course, my grandparents. Yes. Um, you know, be involved in positive things. It's so easy to get sucked into the negative things, yes. um, and just look for those people who are there to cheerlead and support you. And they're out there, they're but out you there. sometimes have to look. You sometimes have to dig. Right? Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Such sound advice. And then what would you say, uh, do you have a favorite quote or like a fun motto that you kind of live by? Or you do really fun ones that you post. She's got this wonderful page that she posts. Well, there's queenisms. (laughs) Yes, I like that. I post those every single day. (laughs) I love those. Um, 
And that gal, I can't remember what her <laughs> real name is, but she was Mimi on the Drew Carey show, if you can I remember back in the... Oh, yeah. But th- what they post every single day, it's about being who you are, yes. being your true, authentic self. Yes. You know, and don't let people change anything about you. Yes. You know, swim in your own lane, as one of our Mrs. Nebraska sisters would say, yes. and just <laughs> just stay true to yourself. Um so there's not any one quote really. No, but that's, but I love, well, you have so many great ones that you, I love to read those every day, but no, that's sound advice. And I, I truly, um, you know, me being a middle school teacher, I appreciate the, the kiddos that you can tell are totally comfortable in their own skin, you know, and you just, you hope that that can continue, you know, into, um, into high school and college and beyond because there's so many messages coming at them to be all kinds of different things. And, um, it's just refreshing. So, well, I think of my youngest grandson, um, when, when you're talking about that, um, he was born with a cleft lip. And so he, you know, he kind of had adversity coming out of the shoot here and, um, but he's so confident in himself. He's so confident, you know, when we, focus on certain things like our looks or our this or that. He's a very confident young man. He's an entrepreneur because yeah. every single day he's calling me and saying, okay, grandma, here's my new job today. That. I'm picking up dog poop and tomorrow <laughs> I'm mowing a lawn and next it. week I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. And it's yeah. like, I don't even, I didn't even know what a Lamborghini was right. till last week. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, Aiden, you're 11 years old yeah. and you're just so well put together. Yes. Um, so somewhere he's had the roots, Yes, have, has been given the roots um, and the confidence. Mm-hmm. Now he's got two older brothers that pick on him mercifully, <laughs> and maybe that has something to do with, I don't know. But, um, but I think about, you know, I think about him a lot. I think about kids because I, I see how hard it is. Mm-hmm. I knew what I had as challenges when I was in middle school and high school, but it's, it's, you know, multiplied a thousand percent anymore Mm -hmm. because you don't have the family structure. You don't have the faith base. You don't have a lot of those things. Um, I was in campfire girls, you know, and that's where I learned my six character counts. Sure. Um, how, how to have good character. Um, but there's a lot of things that these kids don't have anymore. anymore. They have idle time. They're on their devices or they're just kind of left to fend for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think about that, you know, absolutely. Well, and, um, no doubt that your grandson has such a great mentor and a role model in you. And so I don't doubt that that's where he, he gets his entrepreneurial spirit and just his, his, uh, can do attitude from, but that's a great, that's a wonderful story. Um, Everyone kind of, I like to ask this question because, you know, I want to know what people would like to be remembered for or what you would like your legacy to be. So I know that that's a difficult question, (laughs) but it's one of my favorite ones with guests because you just, it's, it's so important and sometimes, you know, people don't feel comfortable sharing, but what would you like your legacy to be or people to remember you by? Actually, that's a really easy question for me because (laughs) I have the four P's in life and it's purpose, passion, perseverance, and paying it forward. I love that. And I want, when my time comes that God takes me home, I want people to say, oh my gosh, she knew what her purpose was. It wasn't being a nurse. You know, she found what her giving spirit was, but she was passionate about it. So as a health coach, I'm very passionate. 
probably too passionate sometimes that people are like, okay, I've had enough of you. You can just back off a little bit, but, but you're going to have, um, you're going to have adversities. So persevere because it's not easy. Uh, life is not easy, but you can figure out ways to navigate around that and then pay it forward. When the time comes, you know, um, I, I'm in a comfortable position now where I can, uh, be philanthropic and give back and pay things forward. Um, not only with money, but my time and my faith. Um, so that would be my legacy. This is my four P's. Well, and you are, I can attest to that. And so many people can attest to that, Terry, that you are living that out. You're such a living example of that. But I love what you said too, because um, oftentimes young people might think, well, I'm not, you know, in a position right now. And it's like, go volunteer, go. I, I'm always telling, you know, my young people that are not, you know, feeling great about themselves or whatever. We used to go visit the rest home, the nursing homes. And I know that that's made it so, you know, we're, we're kind of in a season that that's made it difficult, but even to, you know, talk with an, a relative, an elder, elderly relative that you haven't seen in a long time, or, right. um, you know, uh, it's just, uh, any kind of way to give back. It doesn't have to be monetary. It can be your time. It can be your talents. And so that's just such an important, important thing to remember. Um, and so I just can't tell you how honored I am to have you on. And what, honestly, it's such a blessing um, that we, I mean, met through a fellow sister of ours, um, Joni Nathanson, and you've been nothing but, I mean, just such a, remarkable, um, mentor to me and, and honestly just a dear, dear friend in my life. And, um, so I'm so very honored to have you on the show. And I know that, uh, you, your story is going to touch a lot of children's lives. And so that is just what is so very important, um, to us here at education with an edge, but, um, where can we find your company and organization? Is there a website that people can get in contact with you? Because there might be someone out there that's, you know, suffering from, or body image, or they'd like to get healthier, and um, so where where can they find you? Well, my website is being reconstructed right now, so I'm under reconstruction, but it's Ideal Health LLC. Awesome. That is my current website, um, so if they can go there, and, and that'll give them direction. Awesome. Well, and, and thank you once again for everything that you're doing just to encourage health and wellness um, throughout our state, and um just also just empowering so many people. So um, once again, this is Jaquel Lane, and this is Education with an Edge, and we're so honored to have uh, Terry here with us today to talk about her journey. Um, I always like to end the podcast by saying if you are a young person that's out there um, that is suffering right now, we have great resources for you. Please do reach out. We partner with Boys Town here in Omaha. Um, there is the suicide prevention hotline and things like that, um, that we can get you in contact with, but please don't give up. You, we need your light. We need, we need you in this world. Um, and we're all rooting for you. So, um, until we meet again, Jaquel Lane signing off. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.